What's up? And welcome to episode 80 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me is the man I like to call Little Cat, Woody V. What's going on, Robbie? How are you, man? Good, mate. Good to be back. Um, I know we're obviously in off-season mode at the moment, but still feel like we've got quite a bit to talk about. So looking forward to to chop it up with you, mate. Um, I believe you wanted to say a few words before we got into the show a little bit uh, tonight, right? Yeah, look, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Reese. You might know him as Random Hoops on on Twitter, he's a distinguished, uh, well-known member of the Australian basketball community, um, and he's a big fan of the show. And uh, he's gone through a few uh, health issues lately, um, but uh, he's on the other side of it, come out of surgery, and all looking good for him in recovery. So I just want to you know, give our thoughts to him, not just from you and me, but from the whole community, and uh, wish you a speedy rec- recovery, brother. Yeah. Uh, well said, Woods, and yeah, big shout out to Reese as well. It's nice of you to sort of say that, Woods, and yeah, he's in our thoughts for sure. So... All right, Woods, well, before we get into it, just a reminder where you can find us. Um, of course, we're on YouTube or where all podcasts are found. Please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe. And as always, you're going to talk a little bit about our jerseys that we're rocking this week. So why don't you take us away? Sure thing, man. So Woods is standing up, rocking the, looks like a Reebok, number one, Penny Hardaway Orlando Magic jersey. It's one of those rarer Reebok jerseys, by the looks. Yeah, that rare. Uh, did you have a McGrady jersey on the show uh, before I once? I, no, I do have a champion one, but no, I, I don't think I've rocked it though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a great player he was. I mean, there's all this talk about him struggling to win playoff series, but if you look at his resume, it's right up there. He uh, thought about going to college, but um, came straight out of high school, um, and he was the uh, ninth overall pick in the 1997 NBA draft, and joined his cousin. Uh, Vince Carter at the Toronto Raptors before having uh, a distinguished career across many teams, including the Orlando Magic, the Houston Rockets. Hey, well, I was going to correct myself as well. When you stood up, I got confused and said Penny Hardaway rather than T-Mac. So my apologies. I'll correct that now before you get too deep into it. So, yeah. Did T-Mac. you? T-Mac. Yeah, yeah it's t- t- Tracy day. McGrady. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no problem, man. So just, just going back, Tracy McGrady started off at the Toronto Raptors as the ninth overall pick before going to Orlando, Houston, New York, Detroit, Atlanta, with a small uh, short stopover in, in China um, before finishing off his career at the San Antonio Spurs. His accolades include seven-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-NBA first team, three-time All-NBA second team, two-time All-NBA third team, two-time NBA scoring champion, NBA's most improved player in 2001. In that one year that he was in the Chinese Basketball Association, he was an All-Star in 2013. He was a McDonald's All-American with career points. Averages of 19.6, rebounds 5.6, and assists 4.4. And at his best, he was just a bona fide bucket getter, man. Averaging 32.1 points per game in the 2002-03 season with Orlando Magic. Obviously, the big idea was to get him and uh, Grant Hill to to form a great duo there in Orlando, which never really eventuated due to the injuries that Grant Hill suffered. But um, it's a pretty solid resume, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they tried to get um, Tim Duncan on that team, I believe, didn't they? And try and mm. create that sort of big three back in the day. And I believe he was maybe thinking about doing it, but something fell through at the last minute with a visit there. So that would have been a, a big three sort of way back in the day there. But a uh, great player, wasn't he? Um, always remember that game against Houston where he got the, I don't know how many points it was in that yep. many seconds. But yeah, he was um, he was a funny player, wasn't he? He was really sneaky tall, wasn't he? So he's one of those players that at that height was a really good outside shooter and obviously extremely athletic as well. So apologies for, for giving the, the bumps to you and saying Penny Hardaway at the start. Of course, it's T-Mac. 
Yep, um, no problem, man. Liking that one. So, look, I thought I haven't rocked an NBL jersey for a while, so why not rock two, right? So I know you're not great on numbers, so you're still not exactly sure who I'm wearing, uh, right, Woods. But this week I'm rocking the double Jerome Dollar Beal. Awesome. So and that's someone you like there. So um, so hanging behind me is his Brisbane Bullets maroon jersey there. So pretty random one, just with the one season there. I don't think that's the jersey you've seen me on at all, that one there. Great jersey. Really it like it. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Should have yeah, worn that one. Uh, it's a little bit small, so there's probably a okay, reason okay. why I'm on But I'll just stand up and, and show you the, the red Wildcats one I'm rocking and then talk a little bit about Dollar. So one of Robbie's many Perth Wildcats jerseys. Zero, number zero. Jermaine... Beal. It's probably a name we hadn't thought of for a little while, though. Well, not since AJ Ogilvie mentioned him uh, on the podcast uh, um, some months back now. They still remain really good friends to this day um, after their college careers together. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So look, a little bit about Dollar Beal. So he played four seasons in the NBL, NBL after a successful four-year career at Vanderbilt, where, as you mentioned, teamed up with a friend of the show, AJ Ogilvie, as well as former NBA players Festus Azili, John Jenkins, and Jeffrey Taylor. Um, Beal went on to play three seasons with the Mighty Wildcats, where he helped them win championships in 2014 and 2016. Um, it was, of course, the grand final MVP in 2014, when he just had an amazing run there. Um, he also went on to have championships, championship success in Israel and Belgium, um, basically before retiring from the game after his one season with the Bullets there. So actually retired quite young, Woods. I'm not 100% sure why or anything like that. I was a little bit unable to find some of those details there. But, yeah, obviously a pretty short stint. It didn't end that well with, in Brisbane. I think he got – maybe they let him go towards the end of the season. But, look, those three years he had for the Wildcats were as good as, as, as anyone's probably had there. Um, he was a player that could get hot. Um, I'm sure you remember that 2015-2016 season, Woods. He was the first um, player to ever get 10, 10 three-pointers in a game, first Perth player to ever get 10 three-pointers in a game. Um, he exploded for 42 points against United after not scoring in the first quarter. So that was pretty crazy. Scoreless at quarter time, and he went on to hit 10 threes in the last three quarters yep. and score 42 points. So, yeah, pretty amazing effort there. Look, some of it was crucial to those two big championship wins there in the you know 2014 and 16, as I mentioned. Um, so he's still only 35 years of age, which seems pretty hard to believe. Um, he's done a number of coaching roles since retiring. Um, he's currently ho- uh, coaching high school basketball in his hometown, Texas. So... Um, hey, Woods, I haven't had a bobblehead for a while, have I? Well, no, yeah, no one. So if you remember rightly, around that year, the Wildcats brought out some bobbleheads. They did a really good job. Like, look at that. That That's really great. that really looks like him, right? It's better than some of those generic bobbleheads, but, you know, it's got the little facial hair and everything. It actually really looks like Dollar there. So, yeah, rocking the, the red, mighty Wildcats uh, jersey there. So, yeah, I thought I'd talk a little bit about uh, Jermaine Dollar Beal. I've actually got that T-shirt as well. You might have seen me wearing it. I love that T-shirt. Back in the day, it's got like the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. Dollar Beal and like an actual dollar uh, yep. note sort of thing, and it's got Dollar Beal on it. So I'll have to dig that out of the wardrobe one day as well. So, yeah, got any memories of, of Dollar Beal Woods? Just his ability to step up in, in the, the, those playoffs when it when it counted the most and Perth needed him. I think he had the finals MVP one year, did he? Yeah, yeah, 2016. Uh, 2016. 20, 20, 2016, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, and he was awesome, man. Just stepped up when the team needed him the most. 2014, um, sorry, 2014. 2014, okay. So, yeah, I mean, and even in the other playoff series that, that he, he contributed to, I just remember him, when the lights were shining, he was that guy who wanted the ball in his hands, you know? So, yeah. 100%. Well, definitely. I know he's pretty active on Twitter, so we'll have to... to... I'll include him in the Twitter handles this week when we do the, the show links and that. And yeah, I'd love Killed to the Kings a few times too, man, when we went to watch. He's a big player, wasn't he? So he would go yeah. through some slumps and then he'd just bounce back and just yeah, yeah. kill teams there. So, yeah, big shout-out to Dollar Beal. 
All right, Woods. Well, we feel like we've got a bit to talk about. As I said, it's obviously the off-season now, so yep. there still seems a bit that's gone on this week. So um, I thought we'd start off with our first sort of section of the show. Um, we're going to talk about a big trade that happened um, yesterday. We're also going to look back at our award predictions that we made. Um, and have also given us a little bit of a homework assignment there, Woods. So we're going to name one thing that each team in the NBA draft, in the top 10 of that draft, what they need there. So I'll explain a little bit more. Well, I put together a few sentences. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine, mate. That's okay, all right. So, all right. So as I mentioned, we're only a few days away from that draft now. So we're recording on Tuesday, the 20th of June. The draft is on Friday, our time. Um, and we've seen a big trade already, Wood. So Phoenix trading CP3 and Landry Shamet, um, and also multiple second round picks and some pick swaps to Washington for Bradley Beal and a few spare parts there. Um, Really big trade, obviously, coming so early after the season, just finishing before the the, uh, the draft. Um, give me some thoughts on, on that trade. Well, let's talk about Washington. Um, I, I can't see Chris Paul actually suiting up for Washington. I think they'll, some sort of arrangement will be made there, yeah. and they'll go and do a bit of a rebuild here. Um, I know Bradley Beal needed a new home, but... Look, I don't think it's that as good as, as people are thinking for Phoenix going to be a championship contender straight away. Kendrick Perkins waxing lyrical. They pretty much like use their whole salary cap on these three guys, right? I thought Kendrick uh, Perkins was always right with That's surprising. <laughs> and, uh, you know, these guys are averaging mid-50s games per season, you know, over the last three seasons. All of yeah. them have questionable injury uh, histories, whether it be Kevin Durant, who's aging, Devin Booker or, or Bradley Beal. They all have high usage rates. They all need the ball in their hand. I know we talked offline and Devin Booker has become a great, much better distributor. We know Bradley Beal is a good distributor, but these guys are wing wings, right? They're not natural point guards. So there still needs to be a point guard that gets... Um, who, do they send, who did Washington send over? They send over Goodwin, right? Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, you wonder if those players will sort of hang around. There. Yeah, but Goodwin might. Got, they, they've got to take some minimum contract they, guys. They've got to. So I think a guy yeah. like Goodwin from Washington... Um, could, could have some point guard minutes there alongside Reeves signing campaign, Bismack Biambo, Jock Landale's probably going to come back now. Um, Maybe. Oh, they've, just, got, they've literally got about $6 million to spend on the rest the, of the, the team, and they've got three players, it's, four players. It's they may have Tory Craig. They might be able to get these yeah. guys back on very low contracts, right? Um, uh, but to be fair, I'm, I'm not convinced that those three are going to be a championship team, right? Um, yeah, there's only one ball on the court, and they all yeah. need the ball in their hands a lot. So that's a big concern for me. Um, you yeah. saw in the, the, the big three, the Heatles, you had Chris Bosch. Uh, Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron James. Chris Bosch didn't need the ball in his hands that much. Dwayne Wade took a bit of a backseat there to allow uh, LeBron James to, to run that team, and that's why it worked. So these big threes don't always work yeah. unless you get the right three it pieces didn't really together. work in Brooklyn as well, did it, you know, with what they had Correct. There. Before yeah. I get my thoughts on the trade, Woods, give me a quick little um, thoughts on what you think might happen with CP3. I mean, I, I totally agree. He definitely won't be playing for Washington. Where can you see him maybe ending up? There's been, been talk of both the LA teams are interested in him. I actually really like the kind of role he played on that OKC team for that one year when they thought he was going to get bored out, right? And he took him to a playoff run, really helped the youngsters um, come on in, in, in that season. So I wouldn't mind him going to one of those teams and helping, you know, mentor some youngsters. Alternatively, I think the Lakers would be the most logical decision, right? Mm. Um, I mean... What about the Pelicans? We've seen him play, like, in New Orleans, you know, for a little bit before when OKC... Um, sort of relocated or whatever the deal was back then, but could that work maybe? Possibly, possibly. I think he'd want to go to a contender, someone who could win a championship. I mean, look, just, just I wanted to go back quickly now that we mentioned the Lakers, right? You talk yeah. about um, that Lakers team 
Chris Paul, wherever he lands, you know, let him enjoy his last few years. Just finishing off on that, right? Mm. But just going back to that trade, right? If you remember the Lakers when they had Westbrook, um, Davis, and LeBron that first season, they used all their salary cap on those three and brought in a lot of bits and pieces, guys, to fill out the rest of their roster. They yeah. barely made the play-in, right? So this is the kind of situation that I, I, um, Phoenix might be in that kind of position. Sorry, man, I just had another no, thought. No, so, no, I mean, yeah, look, yeah, you yeah. mentioned guys like Jock Landale and stuff as well. I don't know whether they'll be able to afford to keep someone him. I don't yeah. know if they'll be able to afford to keep someone like Scorey Craig. I mean, literally, they're yeah. so tied up with money. I mean, look, a few little thoughts I've got on it. I yep. must admit, when I first heard it, and this is probably my little bias of not liking Chris Paul, I thought, wow, that's such a, a big, you know, a home run hit for the Suns there. I thought it was pretty good. And look, on paper, it can still be good. They've got three amazing players. They could potentially average close to you know ninety points between them, those three. Not sure they're going to be able to stop many people, but they might be able to outscore them. Um, I guess a few concerns I had. Definitely what you mentioned about those games played there, Wood. So yeah. I'll give you some figures here in these last couple of years. So over the last two seasons, Beals played forty games and fifty games. Booker's played sixty-eight games and fifty-three games, and Durant's played fifty-five games and forty-seven games. So. That is pretty bad, right? Um, yes. And like, they've all had soft tissue injuries, all those sort of injuries that as they get older could start to reoccur there. So sure. that's definitely a concern. I'm maybe not so worried about the one ball type thing. I think they're all pretty high IQ players. Um, yeah, as we, as we mentioned, Booker and Beal are quite, you know, willing passes there. Durant's probably been a better interior player as his career's gone on. You know, he blocks more shots now and plays better D than he did when he first started there. But, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And, Obviously, Bradley Beal was that one player in the whole league that had a no-trade clause, so he obviously agreed to this trade here. But I want to throw you a few dollar figures for um, for Bradley Beal. So I've got to say Bradley Beal, not Jermaine Beal, and no relation, actually, even though I'm wearing that jersey. Um, so basically, he's on a Supermax contract, right? So he's early in his five-year contract that he signed with Washington. So he signed that about a year ago. Um, get this, Woods. His salary increases to $57 million in the 26-27 season. So in four years from now, he's going to be on the books for $57 million a season. Um, he'll be 33 at that time. And obviously, as we mentioned, has had a lot of injuries there. I wonder with him maybe whether they have shut him down potentially early some seasons with Washington and maybe that wasn't all he's doing there with some of these injuries because they've obviously never really been competing there. Um, salary cap may continue to grow, so that could help there, but... There's a lot of risk involved. Um, I think for Washington, I wonder why they didn't do, try and make a move like this a year ago and try and get in the Wemby sweepstakes. Um, not quite yeah. sure if they, you know, obviously they're going to be, I guess, tanking a little bit. They're certainly going to be taking a big dip this year. Um, haven't really been a, a place that have been able to sign free agents in the past as well. So, look, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, they're going to be must-watch viewing, aren't they, Phoenix, when that season starts? Um, do you think DeAndre Ayton's going to be happy? I mean, he's, you, you his gripe's yeah. always been he wants the ball more, right? And if CP3 you know, wasn't making him happy, then what are these three guys going to do? I was going to ask you the same thing, right? I mean, hopefully Coach um, Coach Vogel coming in there yeah, now, Frank Seinfeld. Vogel, yeah. yep, is 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 uh, going to be a change from Monty Williams because obviously that relationship was fractured. Um, mm. Now, I think Frank Vogel has spoken about wanting to get more out of him, but he's going to have to take that on the chin and say, you're the fourth guy by a mile, right? Mm. You're not going to be the vocal point on, uh, a focal point on offense, yeah. not even the second or the third guy. You've got to take a lesser role. If not, I would even look at thinking about, you know, freeing up some of that salary, uh, some of that, um, uh, you know, sal salary they need to sign some bits and pieces players, right? 
by yeah. trading him trading him somewhere else and because he's worth what's he what's he getting paid something that late, yeah, late teens late teens what yeah. about booker and bill was could you see one of those playing a bit more point guard like not maybe not full-time point guard but could you see one of them playing point yeah. guard for 25 to 30 a night maybe maybe in the fourth quarter right you know they could probably have some someone like a tory craig and say deandre ayton play alongside those three right yeah and yeah. in the fourth quarter but still in the first uh, half and you know you want to get a, a proper point guard getting these guys into their sets being able to catch and shoot so i could definitely yeah. see that maybe 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 20 minutes a night that's that's right. that's possible yeah, i'd no. say more a booker than a bill right because he's cool. really improved his point guard skills um while we're on the topic of trades i'm hearing that um zion williamson right yeah, by thursday I actually bring that up as yeah. well so yeah, yeah people are saying zion almost seems like a lock i think um old mate bill simmons came out and said that also dame lillard's been in a lot of talks now which does surprise yeah. me given how loyal he's been to portland um if you had to say which one of those two do you think would be more likely to get traded you know, in the next week or so I think both, mm. both. But in, in the next week or so, Zion, by all reports, by, by draft day, he's going to be traded, you know? So. And do, I think New Orleans, the New Orleans uh, Pelicans do want to move up a little bit in the draft. So could they potentially try and trade him to, to Charlotte and move up and get that number two pick and get, um, get Brandon there? Or, you know, I know obviously um, Scoot Henderson Scoot, is obviously yep. a great player, but you look at the teams that have got the second and the third picks there, they've both got, you know, franchise kind of point guards there. So yeah, I don't correct. know whether, you know, Dame would be wanting to play with another sort of, you know, a guard next to him there when it hasn't totally worked in the past. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. I know Miami's been talked about a lot with Dame. I'm not sure. The Jews have had to give up a lot to get him uh, to get him there. I'm not sure if they could sort of work that. And just going back to Phoenix, I guess, really quickly, Woods, they're going to be massively over that salary cap there. So yeah. I hope their owners have got some deep pockets there because they're going to be spending this year. But um, Zion, I did hear one rumour for the Hawks. Um, I'm not sure if it's just BS or not, but they were saying a, a potential um, trade would be Zion to the Hawks for John Collins and Onyeka Kongu. How would you feel if that trade happened? Oh, I'd be pretty happy. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him stay fit. Yeah. But like he's a... He's a <laughs> I mean, he's the best player franchise in completely. Far, but yeah, do, yeah, can you trust him to play more than forty games a season? I mean, the amount of games he's missed in four seasons is, is getting. I'd be willing to take that risk on a twenty-four, twenty-five-year-old, right? You know, um, I'd be willing to take that risk. This guy's a, you know, once-in-a-generation type player when he stays on the floor. So I'd the be thing is, though, he's got it, he's got paid now as well. So it just seems like one of these guys that maybe he's not going to look after his body. He's got the money already. He's not that motivated like he might have been. So, Off-court issues. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's some, some interesting things going on there, which we yeah. touched on last week and we probably won't run into going to. But yeah, we're certainly watching with interest there to see if there's any moves such as those yep. to where will CP3 go. There's been Zach Levine rumors. There's been all sorts of things going on. So Draft day be, will be fun. Yeah, it will be. Um, I don't yep. feel like it's the, the best draft, by the way, apart from those top three. But anyway. Um, well, we'll get into it in a minute. We will, yeah. Yep. All right, but we did sort of tease it last week. Um, in round, uh, sorry, episode 47 last year, we did our NBA award predictions, um, as well as a few other random picks. Um, we promised that we'd name and shame. So I thought I'd just briefly sort of call those up and, and just remind um, everyone and probably ourselves who we picked there. I know there's a few I couldn't remember who I picked for that. So I'll just go through these woods. If you've got any comments, just feel free to, to yell out. Um, so MVP, um, you and I both picked Giannis and, of course, Joel Embiid won. So I don't think that was a bad prediction with Giannis there. He was certainly you know, up there in contention, but Embiid obviously took it out. Um, we named our All-NBA team. So um, you did better than me on that one. You got four of the five, which is a pretty good effort. I got three of the five. So the three that I got that you also had were Luca, Giannis, and Jason Tatum. Um, you also had Embiid. I'd put uh, the Joker there, which you know, they probably both should have been there if the, if the rules were different. Um, probably the, or the one you didn't get was Steph Curry. Um, as I said, SGA. 
yeah, at, yeah, SGA was the one that made it there. So I had James Harden there, which he laughed at me a little bit there. And look, that was probably a bit of a reach, but I, I, I mentioned it was probably going to be Harden or Curry. I don't think either of us um, thought that SGA might be getting it. Really happy um, for him, though. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, so our finals prediction. So none of us got these right. So I had the 76ers beating Golden State. You had Milwaukee beating the Clippers. And, of course, the Nuggets beat the Heat. Um, conference finals, I got two of the four teams. So I had the 76ers against the Celtics. Um, and I had Golden State over Denver. So I'm happy that I had Denver at least in the conference finals. Um, you had a big one there. You had the Bucks and Heat. So you got the Heat there. We'll talk a little bit about that sort of prediction there. Um, you had the Clippers against Golden State. Um, and obviously that was Heat against Nuggets. Uh, sorry, Heat against Celtics and Nuggets against Lakers. Yep. Um, so we named the, the teams for the playoffs so that the top six and then the play-in. So of the top six, I got two of those in order. So I got the Celtics in second and the Nets in sixth. You got the Bucks in first and the 76ers in third. So we both got two of those six in order. Um, the play-in, we both didn't go too bad. I got Miami <clears throat> in sixth spot there, and I had Toronto um, in – no, sorry, Miami in seventh and Toronto in ninth. Um, you also had Toronto in ninth. Um, That's in the east, yeah? In the east, yeah, of course, yep, yeah. Yep. Um, and look, maybe I'll talk a little bit about that one. So at the time uh, when I said Miami would make the play-in um, – your exact words, Woods, uh, were, you're kidding me, right? Come on, man. Uh, they were your exact words. And I know I copped a little bit of flack on um, Twitter after that from a few of our loyal followers, including uh, Mr. Sydney Seeking. The funny thing was about that prediction is we were both right. So I know, man. It's crazy. Miami did make the plan. Pat on the back for me. Miami did make the conference finals. Pat on the back for you. So That's, that's insane. Insane, that man. So insane. Insane. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. So I thought that was a pretty funny one to bring up there. Um, in terms of the West playoffs, um, you didn't get any of those in order, right? I only got one. So I had Denver um, winning. So my top six, I'll read them out. I had Denver, Golden State, Phoenix, Clippers, Memphis, T-Wolves. You had Golden State, Clippers, Nuggets, Grizz, Suns, Lakers. Um, for the play-in, I got two of those four. So um, I got Lakers and New Orleans, uh, the Pelicans in order. And so did you. The, yeah, we both got the Pelicans there. Um, we named our Hawks win total woods, which was an interesting one to do. So uh, 2022 season, they went 43 and 39. Um, we both predicted that they'd um, probably improve a little bit and um, end up with 48 wins. I think we had that, so we're improving by five. We we're pretty off on that one. Well, kind of off anyway. They ended up going 41 and 41. Yep. As we remember from the Hawks as well, they'd literally win two in a row, <laughs> lose two in a row, win one, lose yep. one. It was just like that the whole season. Yep. So I don't doubt that they could improve that. You know, it's obviously only, you know, seven wins away there, but the way it sort of went, the shit didn't go well. Um, we, had, we named our team with the worst record. So we were both pretty bad on this one, I've got to say. So I was more bad. I said, okay, see, um, and I premised that with saying it won't even be close. So I'll remind everyone that OKC won 40 games, so I was miles off on that. Um, you said Indiana, and they actually weren't too bad. They had 35 wins. So, of course, Detroit went 17 and 65. So, you know, Detroit were way worse than probably what we were anticipating. Well, OKC even won a game in the play-in, man. 100% crazy. I mean, no one's going to get 40 yeah. wins. So nearly a five-win yeah. team. Um, rookie of the year I, I got with Paolo Banchero. You took a bit of a flyer and went Benedict Mathurin. Obviously, Banchero yep. won that. Um, sixth man of the year, um, I went Christian uh, Christian Wood. Um, sorry, we both went Christian Wood, which is a, an interesting one. Malcolm Brogdon, of course, won that. Probably wasn't the season for Christian Wood that we both anticipated. Uh, most improved, I went my homer pick and went DeAndre Hunter. You went Tyrese Maxey, so probably not the worst picks. Um, of course, Larry Larry Bird, Larry Marken and won that. Not for many sure. people probably would have saw, saw what he ended up doing in Utah. 
Um, defensive player of the year, of course, was uh, J Triple J. I said Rudy Gobert, and he said Bam. So obviously none of us got that. Coach of the year was Mike Brown. I said it would be Mike Malone. So I picked the, the coach of the year for the winning team, but he didn't win it. Um, you had JB Bickerstaff from the Cavs. Um, I actually like how I got this one, Woods. The last one we did was first star to be traded. Um, my exact comment on the show on episode 47, I said, is if Mike Connolly is a star, if so, it will be him. So Mike Connolly actually got traded in February to the T-Wars, which is pretty funny. Um, you said Miles Turner, which is a pretty good good pick and i'm surprised you're still actually on that place <laughs> all right um if you think about it three pretty big names in february got traded so as along with mike Connolly, there obviously kevin durant and Kyrie were both traded in february as well so oh, um so i guess going through the, the math with that i got 14 right and you got nine right but you probably got you know some some maybe more important ones than me so i'm not going to brag too much about that but um i just thought it was pretty why'd you why'd you why'd you just give the scores then uh, you know, we, we, we weren't keeping score, right? So you're saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to brag or anything, but you still point out that you beat me 14 to 9. So it is a bit of a, a, a you know, discreet brag there. Yeah, okay, yeah, we call it that, we call it that. Yeah. All right. Look, how funny again, like I said with Miami there, right? That was yeah. just pretty crazy that we both picked that there. Yeah. So, all right, so look, I mentioned at the, um, the start of this segment, we're going to do a little quick rundown on what we think each team in the top 10 of the draft needs. So, of course, the NBA draft is on Friday. Um I should probably say before we do this as well, Woods, I can probably speak for both of us there. We don't really follow the college game too closely. There's so many other sports that we're watching now. We follow it a little bit, but not enough to go through and say, right, I think this team needs to draft this player. But what I gave us our homework there, the top 10 teams in order, we're just going to say what we think their roster need is, right? So, you know, what you think that team potentially might need position-wise or anything else like that. So I'll let you start off, then we'll go through an order. So the first pick... In the 23 NBA draft is the Spurs. Look, we know they're going to go for, for Wemby there, Woods, but what, what are your thoughts on the Spurs there? Well, as you said, what, what do the Spurs need? Well, the Spurs need a lot, right? And the good news, as you said, is Victor Wembenyama is everything they could ever ask for and more. Like, he's the kind of guy who can transcend a franchise and, and really, you know, be that pillar, that cornerstone of the Spurs for many years to come, as they once had with David Robinson and Tim Duncan and even a Kawhi Leonard. Um, yeah. And and after that, you saw that excellence followed those guys, right? Great pieces came around the, the three players I just mentioned, yeah. and they were able to build from that. And I think, obviously, going through those various different, um, uh, you know, transitions with David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, uh, they had Greg Popovich there, whose career seemed like it was going to be coming to an end. But mm-hmm. he's obviously got um, something to look forward to now, and I think uh, he's going to be really excited to be part of this uh, next few years with the Spurs. Oh, well said. I was thinking about the Spurs last week, and I don't really think I watched a whole lot of them last last year. They weren't the team that I'd sort of load up League Pass and say, oh, great, the Spurs are on. But, I mean, they're honestly going to be must-watch viewing this year, aren't they? Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. As much as them as I can, as I'm sure all the Spurs fan will. Big shout-out to our friend uh, Nath, who we know is pretty happy about that um, that potential pick coming, or that certain pick coming. All right, yeah, so Nath. second pick <laughs> in the draft is Charlotte. Um, look, I yep. mentioned it's probably going to be either Brandon or, or Scoot going in that pick there. But in terms of what I think they need... Um, Look, I think the Hornets probably need a big man um, yep. or potentially also a replacement for Bridges. Um, we know his suspension is now finished. I'm not sure if they are going to bring him back just with all those pretty horrific sort of things he's been accused of off-court there. So I'd say probably a big man will be what they're looking for. I don't know that they'd be going for Scoot Henderson when they've already got a, a franchise PG in, in LaMelo Ball there. Um, I'll throw it back to you. So we mentioned this pick earlier. So Portland have number three. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, they need to figure out if they're going to trade Dame Lillard or not, right? And with yeah. the number three pick in this draft, it's never made like more sense for Portland to move on from him. He's 32 years old now with about, yeah. I think, 215 million 
headed his way over the next four seasons. So for them, I think taking a Scoot Henderson or a Brandon Miller, as you mentioned, um, and then building around that pick alongside Anthony Simmons, Shaden Sharp, and then the haul they may get from a little trade would be a smart way to move forward, I think, right? 100%. Yeah, you're right. They've already got some... I mean, Shaden Sharp really showed some good signs in you towards the end of last year. So I agree. If they're ever going to do it, it's probably the time to do it now. So yeah, yeah, man. See, yeah. see how that goes. And uh, we'll see there. So well, back to me. So number four, Houston have that pick there. They always seem to be getting a high pick these days, don't they? Um, I'm going to go a pretty boring answer for this one, Woods. I think they are building a pretty young team. Um, honestly, I just think they need to take the best available player to go with their young talent. We know the top three in this draft is real separation after the three guys we've mentioned in Wemby, uh, Miller and Scoot there. So I think I just need to take the best available player there and we'll see what they obviously have in plan with that one. Um, so back to you with the Pistons at number five. Yeah, look, the Pistons, I think with the core, you know, backcourt of Kate Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, they've got a great future, but they need some shooting around them. And Detroit needs to embrace that like youth movement, let's say. And even with Monty Williams coming in to change the culture, and, you know, presumably try and start winning right away. Um, it would have been tough for them not landing a top three pick and missing out on the Wemby sweepstakes. But yeah. adding another top five to pick to play alongside the guys I just mentioned. Um, they've also got Jalen Duran, James Wiseman is there as well. So some nice big men mm-hmm. would be the smart move. Yeah. No, well, good call. Um, so back to me, number six is the Orlando Magic. So, look, they're one that kind of confuses me. They've got so many high draft picks on that team there. If I was them, I'd look to maybe package this pick, um, maybe along with one of their point guards, a guy like Suggs maybe. So potentially look at packaging Suggs and that number six picks and, and try and get a, a good veteran player. Um, doesn't have to be a guard. They could just look at the sort of best available there. Um, not sure exactly who. I don't really have a name that comes to mind, but I think they could potentially look to, to trade those instead of just always getting these draft picks. And I don't know that Suggs has totally worked out. I'm not sure if you're a big fan of him, yeah. but he's shown a couple of signs, but I think he's, he's probably... So, he's, shown, he's shown some signs, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But look, you've already still got Fultz there. You've got, um, you've got Anthony. You've got a lot of sort of point guards. I already got rid of RJ Hampton at the end of last year, but they've always had a lot of point guards on the team. Fultz is a guy that really showed that he's he's got a place in this league last oh, year, right? And I don't... Yeah. Like to see him go from strength to strength this year. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, back to you for pick number seven, uh, the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, we talked about Detroit and their young backcourt. Well, Indiana's backcourt of the future is pretty much locked in place. They've got Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, who I unsuccessfully predicted to be Rookie of the Year, but he had a great rookie season. And the Pacers, yeah, the Pacers have three first-round picks um, and Mm -hmm. two second-rounders, if I'm not mistaken, this year's draft. Um, So... Buddy Hill might be on the move, which is, I mean, he's okay. He's 30 years old now, and he's on an expiring contract. My daughter in New Jersey is, if he gets thrown. I've already got her a Kings one and a Pacers one. I can't keep affording to buy Buddy Hill jerseys, but anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would probably say a big man, a number four or five, would be someone they should look at grabbing in this draft, right? Yep. With a lot of um, They've got Nee Smith and they've got Aaron Andrew Nembard, right? Yeah. They've got a few backcourt players yeah, already on that roster. Definitely strengthen right. the frontcourt for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, so just a couple left. So uh, the number eighth pick is the Washington Wizards. So, of course, Washington Wizards, the home of your boy, um, Cooks which we're looking yep. forward to see next year. Um, I'll put with this one. I just think it's guard help now. We've seen, obviously, they've got rid of uh, Bradley Beal. We're certainly not expecting CP3 to go there. So potentially that best available point guard. Um, I know there's a few international players that are sort of, you know, tipped to go around that sort of end of the lottery sort of mark there. We know Washington have, haven't been shy with drafting international players over the last few years. They've still got a few on the team. They've also got rid of a few. So I'd say maybe a guard in that position there. 
Um, so your last one for your homework assignment, Woods number nine, the Utah Jazz. Well, I mean, they've got um, a whole heap of picks thanks to the, the Timberwolves and the Cavs, right? Yeah. Um, and they had a great season. A lot of the young guys showed potential. So with all those picks, um, and they've obviously got a center already, a center of the future in Walker Kessler, you know, locked in there. US, USA um, um, World Championship. Walker yep. Kessler, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and someone I told you that would have a great rookie season, right? We've, I mentioned that on episode 47, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. anyway, the point is they can take their time now. You know, everything's fair game. They can look to build how they like. They've got... Um, Danny Ainge set themselves uh, uh, set themselves up nicely for the future, so they can really um, take take a, a a free swing in this draft. You know, no, agreed, agreed. All right, well, rounding out the top ten, we said we're going to talk about so Dallas Mavericks. Um, yeah, it's a little bit tough with them because I'm not 100 percent sure what they'll be doing. Is Kyrie definitely coming back there? But I think the main help that a team like Dallas needs is a big man there, Wood. So I'm just not sure, you know, Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber and some of these guys that had JaVale yep, sure. there last year. So I think they need to, to look for a, a potentially a big guy there. So that rounds at the top 10. I um, wanted to ask you just quickly before we move on from that, um, there's a couple of guys with the Aussie flavour. Um, they're going to be in this draft now. So we've got Ryan Repair that played with uh, New Zealand last yep. year, the Frenchie. Um, and also um, your boy, Mojave King, who's apparently been a lot of um, reports that he's likely to get drafted. So we were a bit surprised. He didn't seem amazing, did he, when he played in the NBL? I know you probably had a few comments on him, but can you see both eyes? Give us a little bit of a, you know, a few, few bits of information on those two guys. Where do you think they'll go? And do you think they're likely to both get drafted? Yeah, Mojave King last time I checked was just outside of the top 60. And what's mm-hmm. Rupert right? in the 40s somewhere? Uh, I've seen him in anything from like uh, mid-20s to, to, to 50. So anything yeah. between that range, which is interesting, I thought. But yeah, maybe it might be one of those teams that traditionally yeah. takes a Euro. Rupert's got all the tools to be a great NBA player. So I yeah. think he'll have a good career. Mojave King, I'm not sold on him being, mm-hmm. being that. So um it sounds Unless like Mahalo changed. King going over to the G League's obviously done a lot for his game, right? Because he seemed like way off this sort of you know sort of time you know like a couple of years ago. So this will be an interesting exercise to do next year as well with all the you know next star players in the NBA yep. this season. It could be quite a few sure. guys to talk about. So all right, well enjoy that Woods. You know, even though it's the off season, there's still a bit to talk about. Um, we'll certainly be back next week to you know talk a little bit about the draft and yep, there's been will. any other moves there. So all right, let's get on to some quick hits. Um, it's actually been a little bit of NBL news this week. So I know you were pretty pleased with the big announcement that came Monday. Um, so, you know, yesterday, the, the 19th of uh, June, Jonah Bolton signing with the Sydney Kings there. So we know he obviously retired from all basketball. Um, was it three, four years ago? Um, yep. Still very young there. Obviously, his, um, yeah, his dad played for the Kings back in the day and is quite a well-known um, figure in, in, in basketball in New South Wales, Bruce Bolden. Um, what were your thoughts on that? I guess you've got to be pretty happy with that, right? Really happy. I remember him just as a you know, little eight, nine, ten-year-old sitting. He sat next to me at various different games, Razorbacks games, Kings games, and uh, just to see the kid grow up and now wear the Kings jersey like his father did mm-hmm. is just an awesome coup for the city. Um, this guy had obviously you know NBA upside, played in the Euro League, you know, played in playoff games for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, so awesome, awesome news. My only concern is the last three, four years he's been uh, not playing basketball. He's been uh, yeah. trading on the, on the crypto scene. You know, his his career has been around crypto. I, I heard words that he really fell out of love with the game. That was some of the, the, yeah. the mail I was getting about him. So, I mean, I'm assuming he's obviously rediscovered it now and he's probably happy to be back, you know, in his home 
home city. He's obviously a Sydney boy there. I think he's a Bankstown junior, maybe, from memory. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's good to have him back in the league. I'm not sure he's quite going to be a um, replacement for Xavier Cooks, but look, someone with a lot of pedigree and, you know, an Aussie that's played in the NBA, that's, that's a I mean, good trick to get. One year contract, eight, I believe, right? Yeah, and even at 80%, you got a guy who's an NBA an NBA quality player who's an import Definitely. quality player, right? Yeah. So you've got Hoag and himself. Yeah. And then you get two other imports. That roster's looking very nice, right? Well, I think yeah. their local players, the Kings, are almost nearly done now, aren't they? It's just those two imports that have got to come in. So they sort of started off a little bit slowly, but I think they've ended up going pretty well. If they nail with those those two imports there, they're going to be really yep. strong again. So I guess there's a little bit more minor news. And we'll start off, Cairns have, have locked up their um, their point guard, signing veteran American point guard Patrick Miller. Um, and also, I guess, also we did find out today as well, Woods, um, Josh Majette, um not going to be back with Tasmania. I think you might have mentioned that was likely last week. They've signed a guy, Jordan Crawford. So different than – when I saw Jordan Crawford, I'm like, wow, that guy that used to – you know, take 50 shots a game that was in the NBA. It's a different Jordan Love Crawford. Jordan Crawford. Yeah. Different spelling. And this guy's like five foot six, I believe. So I'm interested to see how he'll go there. Um, what were your thoughts on, um, you know, Miller and, and, and maybe Josh Majette leaving as well? Josh Majette, great veteran, great professional. As I said, he's going to end up coaching somewhere. So yeah. um, I, I would even think the Jack Jumpers could look at him as a coach in future years. I've said that in the past. Yeah. Patrick Miller's a guy 31 years old. He's been around the blocks. He's a veteran. Yeah. Um, he went to the, uh, he's, he's, I think college, he played one year after Taj left or Taj came one year the after him, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so they know each other from, from, from the past and they've um, played, played um, pick-up games and, and stuff in the past. He actually went up against Sam Wardenberg recently in Europe and I think mm-hmm. um, Coach Ford saw him there. So, you know, Kens has this ability to bring in winners. You know, a guy like Shannon yeah. Scott, veteran, who'd been yeah. around the blocks. So I think Patrick Miller can come and take the place. They of like that veteran year. point guard, don't they? You Definitely. Know, they had um, you know, Machado. Machado, and, yep. Um, and look, from what I'm hearing about him, he's maybe not the greatest, uh, Patrick Miller, maybe not the greatest outside shooter, but a very good scorer at the basket and a good distributor there and just a veteran yeah. sort of talent there. So I think that'll be a good move. Um, well, that was the knock on Shannon Scott as well. He wasn't a great outside yeah, shooter. We true. saw he was, he was, he was you know. He was yeah, reliable, yeah. wasn't he? He didn't yeah, play a yeah. corner in that. Um, we saw Rasmus um, back or Bach retired from uh, basketball at age 27. Yeah, I know he was someone you quite liked. Um, played with uh, the I'm really surprised there. Only 27 mm. years old, five-year college career he had, and then he played yep. in... Uh, you know, overseas in Denmark uh, with his passport before yeah. having the New Zealand Breakers for two years and then the Brisbane Bullets. Um, I thought he was really starting to, uh, you know, find a niche in that first year in New Zealand, right? Um, so he finishes his career with 73 games played across three seasons of the NBL. So real surprise there. Um, we might as well also mention Kevin Lish, right? Um, yeah, definitely. So I think that's something we've left off. Um, he's served the NBL I can't remember the last time Kevin Lish wasn't in the NBL as a player or a coach, right? He's been with, have to go back He's been with the Hawks and obviously with the Kings yeah. in the coaching capacity. So, yeah, that's someone that we're both really fond of. I loved his time at the Wildcats there. And you obviously enjoy his, his coaching and his time with the Kings, right? Yeah, so just, yeah, I did for sure. But just the news is he's decided to go back with his family to the United States for a few years. Um, mm-hmm. his, his wife's from Sydney, but he, he, yeah. he'd like to go and take his family to live in his, in his hometown for a, for a while. So I think we will see Kevin Lish back in the NBL eventually. Um, I thought he might have been a chance to take that head coaching role this year. But yeah. um, news is three Americans. Three Americans have been, um, and it's been narrowed down to three Americans for you the got any, for the any golfs or anything like that that you're holding out no. from this era? No, no, no. It's cricket season, man. My, my You know, I'm, I'm following that. So I don't have my finger on the pulse hey, I'll, much, I'll right? throw a name at you, Woods. Brett Brown. Yeah? I'm just throwing yeah, the, de- de- throw de- the name de- out there. 
Definitely, man. Uh, Matt, Matt Nielsen, you know, has been well, talked about. I mean, yeah. yeah, he does obviously doesn't fit the American category there. I reckon he's he's one of the yeah. lead assistants with the Spurs now. And, you know, you've got yeah. Wemby coming in. I don't think he'd be leaving that situation. Yeah. I don't think knowing, so either. Knowing that Doc Emmett, okay, um, Greg Popovich is, you know, he's signed, they probably sign a contract, but won't be there forever. So, yeah, it'd be interesting yep. to see who the Kings. I'll probably want to get that sorted sooner rather than later. Um, yep, definitely. Also, yep. just wanted to mention as well, Woods, the Opals named their 2023 Asia Cup squad today. So that starts, I believe, next week. I think our first game might be against the Philippines. So really looking forward to that. I think we rated third. I think Japan and China are both ranked ahead of us, which I think Australia could really, you know, push for that goal there. So I'll just read out the team they named there, Woods. So we've got Amy Atwell, Chloe Bibby, Keely Froling, Darcy Garvin, Shyla Hill, Chantel Horvath, Alice Kunek, Tess Madgen, Annalie Maley, Lauren Nicholson, our girl, uh, Maddie Rochi and Lauren Scherf there. So what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I was sort of reading through some of that today. There's a couple of NBL One East players in Shiloh Hill and, of course, Lauren uh, there. I actually was messaging with Lauren Nicholson today and just congratulated her and she was you know, really happy that she got picked and, and really appreciated the... Um, the best wishes that I gave her there. So what are your thoughts on that team? It seems all right to me. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously a lot of the NBA, WNBA guys can't be available for that. Mm. Um, so it gives an opportunity for, for um, some others to step up. So it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. I'm actually going out next Saturday uh, with, with some friends with Jacinta. And, yeah, uh, I can't actually Nick make it. I've got some others. stuff on yeah. and I'm working that night as well. So unfortunately I won't be able to go, but yeah, I'll enjoy that. Um, and Woods, Shannon Seabon, the, the coach of that Opals team, um, is he a dead ringer for ex-cricketer Michael Clark as well? There, 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 there is some similarities there, man. Wow, the picture I've got here, if you told me that was Michael Clark, I'd be like, yeah, I believe that. So, yeah, he's obviously a really good coach. He coached um, Lauren and Shiloh in Townsville last year, and he's, he's doing a really good job. So, um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. So, as we always say, I'd encourage people to, you know, watch some of those games. I'm sure they'll be on KO and ESPN and the likes there. So, support the Opals, get to some live games if you can. I believe yes. it's at the old State Sports Centre Woods. I'm not sure it what is. it's all these days, but the original, the OG stadium that was there before anything else was at home. Where the Razorbacks played for a little while, you know? Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. I've played a couple of seasons out there. It's, um, it hasn't changed much, but I think it's, yep. it's a good atmosphere when they fill that place there. So, oh, I'd appreciate that, Woods. So, all right, well, we'll get to the outro. I know you're out of, of um, packs at the moment, so we can't do any classic packs. So, yep. so get get online and order some of those. I will, I will, we'll I will. Those back. Um, all right, so I'll just... Um, just as I mentioned at the start of the show, um, please subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We can also be followed on Twitter at throwbackshoops, on Instagram, throwback.hoops, now email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, why don't you take it away with your stuff? Yeah, Patreon. Thanks, everyone, for supporting. We appreciate it. Yep. Good stuff. Well, look, you know, we've sort of been talking about, you know, our, our scheduling, I guess, for the next few weeks. So we're definitely going to have a show next week. We'll be back sort of, you know, maybe around this time next week. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the draft. I'm sure there's going to be some trades to talk about, maybe some surprising things. Um, it might be one of those drafts where every single player that gets drafted ends up crying, like we saw, I think, last year, which is quite interesting. But not that there's anything wrong with that. The, you know, sensitive uh, male is a good thing. But we'll certainly talk about that sort of stuff. Um, then we're probably going to take a couple of weeks off. Um, it's not going to be too long. It might just be two weeks, um, just to give ourselves a little bit of a refresh and a break there. Um, but once we're back on after that, there'll be lots to talk about. There'll be NBA free agency. Um, there'll be the Asian Cup for the, the basketball. The, um, NBA L1 finals will be coming uh, towards the end of July there. Um, and we've definitely got some special guests lined up, um, you know, some, some probably some NBL-focused guests. Um, we've got a, a guy that's been doing a successful podcast for quite a while that we're going to get on. We've got some ex-players that we've been talking to there. Um, so, look, we'll start doing some of those NBL previews. This will be our third year going into that woods. Um, so looking forward to, to do those NBL previews that we yep, do there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so as I mentioned, we'll be back next week. Um, final word from yourself, Woods, you got anything for us? Nope. 
no, enjoy the draft next week and uh, thanks for tuning in everybody we'll do it all again next week peace out thanks guys peace